Welcome to the Revolutionary Stewardship Podcast. I'm your host, J.D. Shears, a pastor, certified kingdom advisor, certified stewardship instructor, and an investment advisor representative. We will be discussing topics such as biblically responsible investing, estate planning, and wealth transfer that will benefit you as an obedient steward. Christianity is revolutionary. Shouldn't your stewardship be as well? This broadcast is brought to you by the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Thank you for listening to the Revolutionary Stewardship Podcast. I'm Jay Shears, pastor and certified kingdom advisor. We appreciate the fact that you're listening to this program to facilitate a better financial stewardship in your life. If you have questions about this podcast, feel free to give me a call at 888-226-7614. That's 888-226-7614. If you don't have something to write with, you can find our contact information at kingdomplanadvisory.com. That's kingdomplanadvisory.com. So recently we've been talking about building a, a God-honoring uh, financial plan. One that's obedient, one that is in line with, with scripture. And that building block, if you could visualize a pyramid, the, the, the foundation of a financial plan, as we discussed two or three days, or three, two or three different podcasts, was protection planning, which includes life insurance, health insurance, maybe long-term care, maybe disability insurance. It allows the, the, the financial plan to self-complete in the event uh, due to accident or illness or death. After that, we spoke about an emergency fund uh, and the need for an emergency fund. Now, these steps are, are prioritized. You, the foundation with protection planning must start first. Secondly is the emergency fund. Yes, uh, the, the last podcast we spoke about um, qualified investing. Qualified investing included your 401ks, 403bs, 457s, Roths, SEPs, traditional IRAs. <clears throat> then we went into detail somewhat about how that, that affects depending on you know whether you're self-employed, whether you're at an employer, whether you're at a school district, whether you work for a church, whether you work for a hospital, there are specific plans for those types of employers. Now, this particular podcast, I want to talk to you about non-qualified investing. So, once again, I need you to visualize. Visualize a, a pyramid. Building block is protection planning. Once again, protection planning is life insurance, health insurance, disability long-term care second block on that foundation going up is the emergency fund the emergency fund has to happen before the second and third or the, the, the third and fourth blocks go up which are qualified investing and then non-qualified investing so what's the difference between qualified and non-qualified investing qualified investing is a taxable type of, of discussion. So qualified investing normally means that you may be getting a tax deduction or tax deferment on the contribution to the retirement plan or qualified plan. Okay? For example, if, if you are making contributions to your 401k, you're not being taxed on those contributions. Right? Not yet. That's coming out of your gross check before it is taxed. It's not after tax, it's pre-tax. Same thing with a 403. Uh, if you're at a healthcare uh, or school district or maybe a ministry. 
If you're at a municipality, a 457 plan, once again, pre-tax. Pre-tax. Traditional IRA, depending on your, your situation, depending on your household income or your individual income, may be a, a deductible contribution. Roth IRA is not deductible. Okay, but the earnings are are, are not taxed if held for five years. So that, that's the difference between qualified and non-qualified. So qualified is there there is a taxable event associated with qualified in, uh, investing. Like I said, it's pre-tax. It's going to be taxed later. Okay, it doesn't just it doesn't just go through life and never get taxed. The IRS is going to get it. All right, U.S. government, maybe state and local, are going to get their cut eventually. Eventually, whenever you start to draw the income or whether uh, due to, to due to death um, and their distributions made. Once the money comes out, it's taxed. So <clears throat> that's qualified investing. Non-qualified investing means you're not getting a tax benefit for the contribution. Okay? You're not getting a tax benefit for the contribution. So what, what kind of vehicles are non-qualified investments? Well, if you've got uh, four or five days, I can sit here and run through a list, okay? But it's we, we don't have that kind of time. Um, so non-qualified qualified investing, in a nutshell, usually involves brokerage accounts or advisory accounts, okay? Brokerage accounts or advisory accounts. It can include non-qualified annuities. Now, <clears throat> there's a pretty big disparity between a non-qualified annuity and a brokerage account, individually owned brokerage account, or advisory account. <clears throat> so an individually owned brokerage account or advisory account is taxed is taxed as it's earned. So if, if your brokerage account, when I say brokerage account, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, okay, in a nutshell, stocks, bonds, and mutual funds. If you earn a dividend or coupon during that calendar year, you'll get a 1099 at the end of the year, and you have to pay tax on that income, on that dividend, on that coupon, okay? It's tax as you go. Now, there may be capital gains tax if you sell that that investment, that security, during that 12 months calendar year, January 1st to December 31st. Let's say you paid uh, $10,000 for it and it did really well and you sold it for $13,000. You got a capital gain, you got a capital gain of $3,000. The capital gain is going to be looked at as short term, less than 13 months, or long term, longer than 13 months. It's taxed differently. Okay? That's today, that's 2020. I know that there's been some discussions in the in the Democrat camp about raising uh, capital gains. Um, if you see that, you'll probably see a big dump in the market when that happens. Uh, it, it, it's uh, People will be trying to get the lower tax unless it's done before the end of the calendar year and they can't avoid it. The new tax rate. So, uh, <clears throat> we'll see. So, I, I want to be clear here because there's a lot of confusion about investing people like you know like i've got an ira well you know what's the ira in well it's it's in um uh, um 
an annuity. Oh, okay. Well, you got a you got a fixed uh, or deferred or variable or equity indexed annuity uh, that that is is titled as an IRA. <clears throat> non qualified accounts are normally titled as individually owned or jointly owned. Okay, you can jointly own an entity can own a brokerage or advisory account. So, for example, <clears throat> the corporation, a foundation, a not-for-profit, um, an LLC, uh, trust. Uh, okay, there's a lot of different types of of uh, uh, entities or persons that can own a non-qualified account. So there's not as many, uh, uh, or there are not as many fences involved in a non-qualified account. But remember, it's, it's tax as you go. Now, I mentioned that there's a big difference between a, a non-qualified annuity and a non-qualified brokerage account. So a non-qualified brokerage account is tax as you go. If you earn an income, uh, dividends, coupons, interest rate, whatever it may be on that qualified or non-qualified account, you're going to get a 1099 on it. If you made a contribution, even though it's a non-qualified contribution to an annuity, Okay, to an annuity, you don't pay any tax on that until you take it out. You're not going to pay any tax on that until you take it out. A lot of people use those when they, they have maxed out uh, their 401ks. Okay? And yes, there, there are people who max out their 401ks and 403s. And they're like, where can I put money because I don't want to pay taxes on it? Well, you're... you're you could put it in, for example, uh, an annuity. Or, at the same time, you may use municipalities. The problem is, if you're that high of an income, you may be looking at uh, alternative minimum tax. So we've got to look at alternative min minimum tax-friendly municipal bond funds uh, in, in that particular case. But there, there are a, just a, a, a myriad, a myriad of, of options <clears throat> available for non-qualified investing. Stocks, bonds, mutual funds, annuities, precious metals, real estate investment trusts. Uh, you can you can buy into timber. You can buy. I mean, gold mine. It, it, it's unlimited. Uh, some of them are extremely risky. Some of them are carry no risk at all. Um, can let me let me. Maybe this is the easiest way to teach this. Take a certificate of deposit, a CD at the bank, a CD at the bank can be used as an IRA. Okay? So it's, let's say it's a 24-month 20, CD earning 2%. You can say, I want to set up an IRA and I want to make a $6,000 contribution or whatever it is in that particular year uh, that you're permitted to do so based on your age. So you buy a $6,000 CD in its traditional IRA. Okay? What that means is this. You probably got a, got a, a, a deduction for making that that purchase. So if you made $100,000 this year and you made a $6,000 IRA purchase, now you're, you've got $94,000 of taxable income. So you re reduced your taxable income by $6,000. Now, <clears throat> let's say at the same time you say, well, I've got an extra, another $6,000. I want to buy uh, another 24-month CD. Okay, so now you have two CDs. One is an IRA, one is not. You do not get a, a, a deduction for the the second CD that you bought because it's individually owned. Okay? 
Now, after after 12 months, there's interest credited to both CDs. Let's say um, 120 bucks. Okay. The IRA, you don't get a 1099 on it. All right, it just accumulates. You're not getting a 1099 even though it earned money that year. The CD that you did not get a deduction, deduction for that is non-qualified, you're getting a 1099. You're getting a 1099 for that $120 that you earned. All right? Now, that goes on, let's say, 20 years, and you keep renewing a two-year CD. Uh, Ten times you renewed it. Okay? So now, <clears throat> let's say that that, that uh, CD is worth uh, 30000 I'm just making, I didn't, I don't have my calculator for it. Let's just say it's worth $30,000 uh, after 20 years, which I, I don't think that CD at 2% is going to do that. But just for instance, $30,000 in the IRA CD, $30,000 in the non-qualified CD. Let's say that you take a distribution of $5,000 from both CDs. You're going to be taxed on 100% of the $5,000 that you took out. Five, you're going to be taxed 100% on the $5,000 you took out uh, of the, the IRA. So let's say you're in a 20% tax bracket. You're paying $1,000 in federal tax. Okay? You with me? $5,000 you took out. You got a 20% tax bracket. Uh, that just cost you $1,000. So you got $4,000 net before paying state and local. On the non-qualified side, you took out $5,000, it's yours. Because you paid tax on those earnings every year that you've owned it. It earned $120 a year, $120 a year, $120 a year, and you paid, you got a 1099, and that was taxable income to you. And you paid it. You paid it each year. So when you took the money out, you don't pay. You don't pay. Unless, uh, you know... There may be times where there may be a capital gains uh, on a CD. That's not the case. Unless it's maybe a brokerage CD. Um, that, that's a possibility. But you know, a bank-issued CD that you go down to your local corner and buy, normally you don't see uh, those CDs worth more than the par of value. So if you bought a $1,000 CD, it's always worth $1,000 minus interest. Okay, uh, A brokerage CD is someone that you buy like from someone like me or through a, a broker on the street, advisor on the street. Um, those are, are traded in the, the, the secondary market <clears throat> and sometimes they're based on their, their interest that they declare uh, they're worth uh, people want them so that, you know a thousand dollar CD may actually be worth eleven hundred dollars if you sell it because someone wants it right there's demand for it so there may be a actual capital gains involved with that so listen that that's about as well as I can ex explain the difference between qualified and non-qualified all right, one is taxable, one is non-taxable. One may be deductible, one is not deductible. Okay, but it, in in the pyramid of a God-honoring, obedient, good stewardship financial plan, it's the last block that we're looking at. We don't we don't start with non-qualified investing, which a lot of people want to do. All right, they want to go out and they're like, hey, I, you know, my brother-in-law said to, to buy this 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 stock because he heard it's going to do really well, and and. Uh, I said, well, where did he hear it from? Well, he, he got a letter in the mail that said it's going to be the, the, the next Amazon or Yahoo. You know, and they, and they want to put, you know, $500 in it. You know, it's, it's worth three cents a share kind of thing. 
that's where people want to start. All right, I'm being a little uh, facetious here, but that, that's where people want to start. In reality, you've got to start with protection planning, then emergency fund, then qualified investing, and then non-qualified investing. And there's a whole lot of other things going on at the same time, right? We're just talking about the financial plan. We really haven't been talking about the debt reduction. We're not talking about all these other things that are involved. And, and the next few episodes on the podcast, we will do that. So if you have questions about that, I'm going to end it, I'm going to end it there. Um, if you have questions, feel free to give me a call. I'm, I'm Jay Shears, pastor, certified kingdom advisor. Uh, you can call the toll-free number at 888-226-7614. You can find our contact information at kingdomplanadvisory.com. Hope to have a great rest of your day. God bless. Thank you for listening to Revolutionary Stewardship. I encourage you to visit KingdomPlanAdvisory.com to read our latest articles and sign up for our monthly newsletter. If you would like to arrange a free stewardship consultation, please schedule on our website or you may call 888-226-7614. Securities offered through Vanderbilt Securities, LLC, member FINRA, SIPC, and registered with MSRB. Advisory services offered through Vanderbilt Advisory Services. God bless.